0: Welcome to Monday Matinee on the Mutual Audio Network.
1: The following audio drama is rated G for general audience.
0: Hi there and welcome to Sonic Society episode 468 Martian Fairy Tales. I'm your host Jack Ward. My co-host David Alt is out this evening. We're here at EVP picking up and possibly moving the studio down the road. We're going to Broadway. That's right, Sonic Society possibly will reside on Broadway. If all things go well, keep your fingers crossed. More on that in a week. Other news... We're back working on the multilingual version of Rye Tracker, so the release will span at least the Latins and whatever else we can fit in. If anyone speaks Portuguese and wants to help out, well, that's another language, let us know. I'd love to do Chinese and Japanese, but I'm not sure they use the same space delineators the way that we do, so that could be an issue. Regardless, I'm told by our new developer the product could be out the door by the end of May. How cool is that? Further, we'll be getting closer and ever closer to Sonic summer Stock. Are you getting excited? I'm getting excited and I'm hoping that David and David Cummings have been scheming on their end. We'll find out soon about that. What kind of audio work projects have you been doing, Sonic Society members? Let us know! Tonight we announced two awesome new family-friendly shows. The first is from our friend Craig Robotham from Weird World Studios with his take on the classic fairy tale, Rapunzel. And then, startlement upon startlement, the amazing return of John Bell and the Bells in the Batfree. Do you know I purposefully didn't listen to the Batfree episode so I could hear it in the Society? Yeah, I'm that much of a fan. I didn't want to pre-listen and cheat. So let's have some spring fun with Rapunzel right here on the Sonic Society.
2: Rapunzel Episode 1, Gustav the Hunter performed by the Aubrey-Wodonga Theatre Company Play Reading Group. Scripts by Philip craig Robotham. Starring, in order of appearance, the voice talents of Mick McGlone as the narrator, the witch's garden statue, the soldier, and the wolf. Justin Bryce as Gustav the hunter. Adam Rowland as Hans, the soldier, and Prince Franz. Georgina Crutch as Gertrude, and the present woman. Ken Pullen as the other witch's statue, the charlatan, and the king. Jenny Cartledge as the witch Esmeralda, the herald, the maid, the grandmother, and Princess Hildy. Kaz Hicks as the midwife, the chancellor, the doctor, and Rapunzel. Caitlin Price as the baby. Ash Justin as the castle guard, the officer, Herman, and the cat. Jack Robotham as the little boy. Emily Barnes as Mario, Alice Barnes as Gertie, Funeral Crowd, Castle Crowd and Wolfpack were performed by the company. Once upon a time in a faraway land lived a hunter and his wife in a small cottage. The hunter's name was Gustav and his wife was Gertrude and they were awaiting the birth of their first child. On the day our story begins they received a visit from Hans, Gertrude's brother.
3: Come in Hans, sit down and give us some news. I've got some fresh cooked venison for you. If you bought the fish...
1: Don't let yourself get in a knot, Gustav. I brought the fish right enough. I take it Gertrude has still got you running scared?
4: Shh! She'll hear you. She did hear you.
5: And don't think we won't be talking more about this later, Gustav. Gertrude, my sweet.
1: I didn't see you there.
5: Obviously. Welcome, Hans. Have a seat.
1: Gertrude. Ah, still terrorizing Gustav with your cravings, are you?
5: You should try it sometime. Six months of vomiting and getting stuck in doorways because you've grown to the size of a bear, and you'd be a little testy too. Did you bring the fish?
1: It's here. I'm surprised you can't smell it.
5: You're a fisherman. You always smell of fish, so I can never tell. Oh, but you are an angel, Hans, and don't let anyone tell you differently. The little one growing inside me has been screaming for fish for days, and salad as well, truth be told.
1: And given how pale Gustav is looking, I'd be willing to bet you've been doing some screaming of your own?
5: Maybe so. He has a bit to put up with of late, poor lamb. He's standing right here, you know. (laughs) Well, you mind your manners and see that Hans gets himself fed. That merchant in the village was looking sour last week. I asked him what was up, but he said he thought the food shortages would be coming to an end. I guess he sees the end of being able to charge those extortionate rates. And it's making him a little glum. I also guess that means that there will be no need for the king to take action after all. What do you think, Gustav?
1: Oh, I agree with you, dear. You haven't been out to the farms. The blight has been awful hard on the growers. And even the game is getting scarce. Some of the streams I fish in are drying up as well. I'm pretty sure the king will be forced to take action and soon.
3: Absolutely.
1: I agree.
5: You're the most easily swayed man I ever met. Just as well, really, or you'd have married that Helga Velt. Ha!
3: <laughs> now there was a narrow escape. All right, all right. I didn't know what she had in mind when she started barking orders at me. I just thought it would be easier to go along with her. You didn't know how to tell her no,
1: you mean. She'd have had you in front of the priest if I hadn't warned Gertrude what she was up to.
5: And I'm still not sure I got the better end of the deal. Well, it's not like I wasn't fully warned about what I was getting myself into. Especially after I had to come to your rescue like that. Anyway, I've got washing to hang out. Hans, it's good to see you again.
1: You too, Gertrude.
3: Fine. Wait here while I get the venison. It'll be charred and inedible if I leave it any longer. There. Don't be like
1: that. I've known you all my life. What's a brother-in-law for if not a little good-natured
3: ribbing? As if life isn't hard enough. I'll be with you in a moment. Do you have any greens to go with it? Damn! Now I've knocked over the pots. What was that you
1: said? It's alright. I found what I need. I'm just serving myself.
3: I'll clean this up and join you in a minute. Are things really all that bad out there? Regarding the blight I mean. Aye. No one
1: is starving yet, but things are getting bad, and the market prices are beyond extortionate.
3: Then I'm glad I was able to get some salad together for Gertrude's dinner. It may be a while before we see anything fresh and edible again. The remnants in the larder are full of the blight worm and can't be eaten. What of your neighbor? I passed her crops on the way here. There's no sign of blight in her garden. Well, there wouldn't be, would there? What do you mean? Surely you know who I live next door to. Should I? It's Esmeralda, you know, the witch. I hate to think what would happen to any blight worms that try to get into her garden. You know, I've heard tell those statues of hers come to life and threaten anyone who gets near
1: her plants. I hadn't heard. But I'm glad you haven't been so hard hit that you didn't have a few greens to spare. I need a little of the leafy stuff to help the venison go down.
3: What do you mean, a few? Oh no! What have you done? What do you mean? That was the salad I was keeping for Gertrude! You've eaten it! All of it! Oh, she's going to kill me! Easy, Gustav. It's not as bad as all that. Not as bad as all that? You haven't had to live with her. It's all she talks about. Fish and salad. Salad and fish. All day long. You can still get some in the village, can't you? It cost the last of what I had tucked away just to buy that. What about your neighbor, Esmeralda? Surely she'd spare you a little? I doubt it. She has a nasty reputation. Oh, what am I going to do? Gustav, you'll never change. It's
1: time you grew a spine and made a decision for yourself. Either you face the music and explain to Gertrude what happened, or you take the bit in your mouth and visit your neighbor.
3: I guess I've got no choice. You saw how happy Gertrude was earlier. It's the first time she's laughed in weeks. I've got to try at least. That's the spirit. Thanks for the venison.
1: I'm afraid that's the last of the fish I'll be able to bring for a while. It's getting difficult enough to feed my own folk now, let alone have anything left over for trade. Keep here,
3: Gustav, and look after my sister. I veal hands, and I best head next door to talk with Esmeralda.
4: Well, we couldn't. You're in good order, too. It wouldn't have done to let it get into the vegetable garden. No, it would not. Uh, number two. Uh, yes, number one. Why wouldn't it have done to let it get into the vegetable garden? Because you rock-headed thing. We're not in the vegetable garden. If it got in there, it would have been safe from us. Oh. You're rock-headed too, you know. What? I meant to say... You're a reanimated stone statue just like me. So who are you to be calling me rock-headed? i crying that? And that's another thing. You say that a lot. I don't think we've been equipped to cry. To Shut up. Number two, what's now? always make this much noise? Mm. Dunno, it's the first time I've ever caught one. What do you think it is anyway? Mm. It doesn't look like the mistress. No, it's kind of the wrong shape. uh, It's hair's too short. Maybe we should ask it. Alright. Well, well, what? Ask it you. Yeah, all right. Uh, excuse me. Yes, yeah, you. Would you mind stopping all that weeping for a moment so we can ask you a question? Uh,
3: y- yes? Oh, good. Um, No. what was it? Oh, yeah. What are you? I'm, I'm Esmeralda's neighbor, Gustav. And and I'm sure she'll be really angry with you when she finds out how you've treated a guest so roughly. Why not?
4: Yeah. We only hit you a little bit. Just until you stop moving. Uh, you know, number one, I think you know what it is. Really, number two? Yeah. I think it's one of them tunes our Mr. Scrooge talking about. Oh, really? So that's what they look like. Hang on. I think I'm having a thought. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely having a thought. Isn't there something we're supposed to do if we catch a human in here? Uh, yeah. Now that you mention it, I think there is. Let me think. Oh, I have it. We're supposed to break. One of its kneecaps, like this.
3: Oh, you smashed my knee. I won't be able to walk normally ever again.
4: weren't we supposed to break both kneecaps? No, I'm pretty sure it was just the one.
3: I've got to get out of here.
2: Yeah. Maybe we should break the other one, just to be sure.
3: I'll never make it back to the cottage. Not on one leg. I guess we could. But you know
4: how she gets if we mess up her instructions.
3: I should be able to crawl to the vegetable garden. So... Uh.
4: Maybe you should go and ask her.
3: Nelly! Nelly! Oh there! Yeah. Maybe we should take it to
2: her and ask. Yeah, she might enjoy breaking its kneecaps herself. Hang on, now, where did it go?
4: Oh, it's, uh, over there. In the vegetable garden? Where we can't
3: get it. Okay. I'm safe for now. But... how do I get out of here? Hey,
4: hey, human. Wanna crawl back out here for a minute? No? He's not looking very cooperative.
3: Maybe... I... can get them... to go away. Um... Excuse me, big, uh, rug-like uh, statue things.
4: I think it's talking to us. There, looks like it.
3: Can I uh, ask you something?
4: We're just trying to decide what to do next. So if you don't
3: mind. Yes, right. As I am fast going into shock, I thought perhaps I should offer to help sooner rather than ah, later. Help? Help. Well, it occurred to me that you're supposed to keep people out of your mistress's vegetable garden, right? (laughs) Yeah. And I've managed to get into the... A uh, vegetable garden. Yes. So, effectively, you failed.
4: Uh, technically, we did catch you.
3: Yes, but technically, I still got into the garden.
4: Yeah, technically.
3: So, if we accept for a moment that you failed, to prevent me from doing the thing that you were supposed to stop me doing. Mm-hmm. And that you're probably going to get into serious trouble with your mistress be- uh, because of it. She does have a
4: nasty temper. True.
3: And that this is something you would like to avoid? Oh, indeed. Then perhaps you could just let me go? What? Yes, you know, just let me run. Crawl? Yes, crawl, then. Just let me crawl away. After all, no actual harm has been done. You've given me a broken leg for my trouble. True? And no one need ever know. What do you think? No.
4: No? No. I just remembered. Remember what? I just remembered what we're supposed to do if something gets into the vegetable garden. What's that? We're supposed to call... my. M-
6: wake me up this time. It had better be good, or I'll make you shoot a gravel
4: and rake you over my garden path. Oh, oh, no, no, no your, your worshipfulness. We were uh, just doing what you, uh, uh, you told us to. Uh, truly, oh, mistress of of, of of meanness and such. Yes, uh, Queen of Self, it, we were just following orders.
6: And just what orders were you following? Uh, if uh something uh came into the ground, so we
2: are to uh stop it Yes And uh and uh, and, uh we had to break one of its kneecaps. Ah. Uh.
6: I told you. But don't explain why you called me.
4: Well, uh, um, you wanted us to, to, to let you know. Yeah, to, uh, to let you know, to let you know if...
2: To let you know somebody reached the gun.
6: I see. And? And? The garden? You granite-headed idiot!
4: Oh, oh yes, uh, yeah, it did.
6: Over there. Idiots! Now,
3: what have we here? It's, it's me, Gustav, your next-door neighbor. You're trespassing, Gustav. Yes, I know, but I put up signs. Yes, but I needed. I'm pretty sure they're still there.
6: Yes, but they still say keep out on pain of a particularly grisly and gruesome death, don't they?
4: Oh, I think so, your lowness. I uh, I can't actually read.
6: Yes, but our prisoner can, can't you, dear?
3: prisoner? Now look here. I only came... You only ignored my signs,
6: climbed over my wall, and trespassed all the way into my garden. My beautiful, beautiful garden. Like the thief that I suspect you are. Why shouldn't I deliver on that gruesome death my signs promise right here and now? I'm free! sure you've got it coming? At the very least, I'm inclined to turn you into one of my statues. You'd certainly be more pleasing as a lawn ornament than as a sniveling creature you are
3: right now.
6: It might
3: even be a mercy. I came to ask if you could spare some vegetables. You seem to have the only garden in the entire kingdom that is not affected by some blight.
6: Ask? You came to ask? My minions have caught you red-handed in my garden. and you expect me to believe you came to
3: ask? I'm no thief. I was going to offer you some venison in exchange for anything you could spare. Venison yet? I hate meat. All stuff. Never
6: eat it. Oh Well, that shuts you up. Why do you think I grow all these wonderful vegetables? I'm a vegetarian. Have been ever since my cousin with the gingerbread house got herself baked by those... Mm, well, that's
3: another story. How is it that your garden is unaffected by the blight? Because I'm
6: a witch. Magical powers, living statues, really high fences. Keeping a pesty little blight out is no
3: problem. But if you can do all that, you could help so many of your neighbors. You could... What are you talking about? Don't you get it? You read my
6: signs, right? I don't want to help my neighbors. I'm a witch. I don't like people. I want to be left alone. It's part of the whole witch deal. My
3: neighbors can all starve
6: for all I care.
3: You might just get your wish. What was that? Oh, nothing. Good.
6: Now to decide what to do with you. You could let me go. Are you still talking? Actually, it's a tempting thought. A little positive word of mouth couldn't hurt. I'm almost inclined to believe he didn't just break in to steal from me. It's true. What? Oh, do be quiet while I'm trying to think. Yes, he's far too stupid to be anything but honest. But he is
3: trespassing. And your statues have already broken my leg for that. Shut up! Still, what
6: he says is true enough. Right! I'm prepared to give this mercy thing a try.
3: Just this once. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I really could use
6: an apprentice. Thank you. What? But I'm a hunter. Not you, don't. I'm going to let you go home, out of the goodness of my heart. I'm going to let you see that wife of yours again, wait the next couple of months until your baby is born, and then collect your baby as payment for this act of mercy. Your child will become my apprentice. What? Yes. I've wanted an apprentice for some time now. Someone to pass the family business on to.
3: You're not serious? You can't just raise someone else's child. Why not? I hear people raise other people's children all
6: the time. That's called adoption. Right. Then it's settled. I'll adopt her. It's much easier than all that other stuff you have to do to get a kid. I mean, uh, look at your wife. Uh, I've seen smaller barns. Who has the patience for all that? But... but... It's settled then. Do we have an accord? No! What choice do you have, really? It will kill my wife. You just can't be serious. Oh, I'm serious. And if you don't agree, I'll turn you into a statue. After I've had my minions break your other leg, of course. How will your pretty little wife like that? But... but... Give me your answer. I need it from your own lips. And I don't
3: have all night. But... What can I do? She'll kill me if I don't agree. Gertrude needs me. How will she survive if I get killed? And maybe, if I agree, I can use this time before the baby is born to find a way to stop the witch. Maybe, but I won't be able to do anything if I'm already dead. Three. Two. One. All right, all right. You've got a deal.
4: Good. It is done.
2: You have been listening to a retelling of the Brothers Grimm story, Rapunzel, episode one, Gustav the Hunter. Performed by the Aubrey-Wodonga Theatre Company Play Reading Group. Scripts by Philip Craig-Rowbotham. Starring, in order of appearance, the voice talents of... Mick McGlone as the narrator, the witch's garden statue, the soldier and the wolf. Justin Bryce as Gustav the hunter. Adam Rowland as Hans, the soldier, and Prince Franz. Georgina Crutch as Gertrude and the present woman. Ken Pullen as the other witch's statue, the charlatan, and the king. Jenny Cartledge as the witch Esmeralda, the herald, the maid, the grandmother, and princess Hildy. Kaz Hicks as the midwife, the chancellor, the doctor, and Rapunzel. Caitlin Price as the baby. Ash Justin as the castle guard, the officer, Herman and the cat. Jack Robotham as the little boy. Emily Barnes as Mario, Alice Barnes as Gertie, Funeral Crowd, Castle Crowd, and Wolfpack were performed by the company.
7: It's a quiet evening outside the Batfrey. Crickets chirp lazily in the distance a light rain falls. Happy people pass by on their way to the evening's entertainment. Cars and trucks drift by. Next door, people enjoy an evening's meal at an outdoor restaurant. A slight wind picks up dust and loose trash and blows it about. The occasional flame flies over. Construction workers finish their day across the street on the new building. At the gazebo in the park, the band practices for its weekend performance. Yes, it's quiet at the Bat-Free. It's quiet at the... At the, at the Bat-Free. Inside the Bat-Free building, John Bell is busy at work. <laughs> when suddenly...
8: <laughs> well... 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 <laughs> The doorbell works. I actually fixed it. Boy, that's cool. I guess I better install this, because uh, right now at the door, I just have a couple of loose wires. If somebody tried to push it, it would... Oh, dear. Coming. And don't push the doorbell. Yes, can I help you? Did you know there's something wrong with your doorbell? You're not a doorbell salesman, are you? What? Which would be a door to door doorbell salesman, I suppose, and you'd be ringing doorbell after doorbell, being a door to door doorbell salesman. (laughs) Nine. Nine doorbells? Nine. I am not a door to door doorbell salesman. Oh, okay. Would you like to buy? I need to talk to John Bell. John Bell. Yeah, John Bell. That's not a brand of doorbell, is it? Nine. Nine doorbells? I must see John Bell. J O H N. Oh, John Bell. Yeah, John Bell. Why are you talking like that? I am chairman. Chairman of the board? I am from Germany. Oh, you're German. How do you do, um... Dr. Sherman. The doctor's German. Nein, I am Sherman. Yes, you said so. From Germany. My name is Sherman. I would think so, you being from Germany. Dr. Lieber. Oh, how do you do, Dr. Lieber? Stop it. Stop it. My name is S-H-E-R-M-A-N. Sherman. Sherman. Do you have that? Sherman. That is correct. Sherman the German. You understand. I have that now. I completely understand. Good. Uh, come on in, Dr. Peabody. Sherman! German! German! Sherman! No! What can I do for you, Dr. Sherman? Ah, the question is, what can I do for you? Okay, then, what can you do for me, Dr. Sherman? I heard that your entire staff is stranded on Mars. How did you know that? It's been on your podcast. <laughs> S- someone listens to my podcast? You listen to my podcast? Uh, nine. You've heard nine podcasts? That's more than people N- usually... I mean that I have not listened to your podcast. Oh. I know someone who is related to someone who has a pin pal who may have heard an episode or two. Wow, that explains the doubling of my ratings. I may have just what you need. Well, thanks anyway, but I've already fixed the doorbell. See? I'm not talking about the stupid doorbell. I'm talking about rescuing your friends from Mars. Oh, 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 well, um, how could I do that? There's no way for me to get to Mars and back to rescue them. Ah, what if you had a shuttle? A shovel. A shot tool. A shot tool. Oh, a space shuttle. Yeah, 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 a space shuttle. I can get you a space shuttle. Ah, but all the space shuttles have been retired. They're all on exhibit at various museums. Nine. I think there were six. There was one secret shuttle that they did not want you to know about the Blue Shuttle. Did you say the Blue Shuttle? Why was it the Blue Shuttle? Couldn't they cheer it up? It was the Blue Shuttle because they didn't want anybody to see it, so they painted it blue. And when it was landing, people could not see it against the blue sky. And you have this shuttle? Yavol. How did you get hold of it? Bay? G Bay! secret government auction site. you bought this Blue Shuttle and now you have it? Yavol. Where is it? It's in my backyard. Your back... I told everybody it was a bounce house for the kiddos. Mm -hmm. Very large bounce house. I see. I only had kiddos. Right. I will let you use this shuttle to go rescue your friends from Mars. And what's in it for you? Well, there are the curtains. I like those a lot. I pick those out. No. The bathroom fixtures. No, I know, really, no, 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 I... no, 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 no. Not what's in the shuttle for you. What's in this whole plan for you? What do you get out of it? Oh, there is something on Mars I want to pick up. If you help me pick that up, I will help you rescue your friends. <laughs> Little R-roll thing kind of comes and goes, Done. Do we have a deal? We have a deal, Dr. Peabody. Sherman! German. German. Sherman! 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 Doctor Lieber! Bieber. Never mind!
7: And so it came to pass that John Bell joined Dr. German. Sherman! Sherman! In his backyard and saw the
8: infamous unknown secret Blue Shuttle. Looks like a flying Smurf. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful, nine. Were there only nine? Let's see, Papa Smurf, Brainy Smurf, Smurfette. She was very popular. Come over here and look at some of the improvements I have made on the shuttle. Alrighty. The first thing you will notice is that there is no external fuel tank. The first thing I notice is that the tires on this thing are buried deep in the mud in your yard. Don't worry about that. I have adapted the shuttle for VTOL. How's that? V-T-O-L Are you spelling words I shouldn't know till I grow up? I'm not doing that Then what the vattle are you talking about? Vertical takeoff und landing Shouldn't that be V-T-U-L? Are you making fun of the way I talk? Oh, yeah. I'm just saying that so the shuttle can now take off straight up. Wow, that's amazing. Ah, uh, the way it takes off? No, that <laughs> thing you do with your R's there. You give lessons? Nine. How much do you charge for nine lessons? But... Quiet. I was just trying to... Don't say another word. Okay. It takes off straight up. Right, and it can land the same way. It lands straight up. No, 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 no. It comes straight down. Yeah, gravity will do that. In a controlled descent. In a what? Controlled descent. Oh, like that spray bottle that you keep in the bathroom. That to control descent. This may be a big mistake. I get that a lot. I'm just saying that when we're ready to take off, it goes straight up in the air, then boom, we can go forward. Then when you're ready to land, it's going forward and slows down and comes straight down, slowly and safely. Ah, like a VTOL. Yeah, yeah, like when it does. Come on, inside the shutter, and I'll show you. around. All right, yeah, this is the fun part. I'd love to see the inside. Oh, look at this. This is so cool. Yeah, yeah, this is... All the buttons and blinking lights and switches and dials and little readouts and things like this is... this. Wow, this is where you drive the shuttle! Actually, this is where we cook the meals. This is the galley. Ooh, that's even better. We go this way through the cargo bay. So what you got in the fridge? Follow me, Mr. Bell. All right, all right. We go through the cargo bay. I bet there's a ton of tang in here somewhere, right? Yeah, 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 we have a lot of instant food to save weight. Instant food? Yeah, yeah, lots of powders where you add water and it uh, reconstitutes. Broccoli makes me reconstitute. Like here we have instant apples, just add water. And here, instant bread, just add water. And what's in this pouch? That's instant water. Just, Just add, add powder. powder. Yeah, <laughs> kind of saw that coming. Please, follow me to the bridge where you can meet our pilot. Pilot? I thought you were going to fly this and keep the number of people involved to a minimum. This is a mechanical pilot, an autopilot, if you will, but I wanted to give him sort of a, a human identity. So it's a, uh, how you call it? Oh, a robot. Nine. An android. Nine. What then? A marionette. Say that again. Marry Annette. Well, when I was younger, I certainly wanted to marry Annette. After seeing her in all those beach movies. Nine. Frankie Avalon. Nine, nine, nine. nine. Were there that many? Let's see. Beach Blanket Bingo, Muscle Beach Party, Bikini Beach, How to Stuff. I'm not talking about that kind of marionette. Huh. Although it does bring to mind a very interesting question How is Frankie Avalon like a cowardly trapeze artist? Huh? He never worked without Annette. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) fish (laughs) out. Oh, mein Gott. Anyone under 40 is just scratching their heads right now. I would think anybody listening would be doing that right now. Let me get this straight, then. Right. The pilot is a marionette. That is correct. A puppet. Jawohl. The kind that's manipulated with strings. The strings go up into the shielding to give him lifelike movements righty then He used to be on television, you might recognize him Gosh, I can't wait In that case, let's get ready to take off Take off what? Take off for Mars For what? For Mars As in a Rolling Stone gathers no? <sighs> Look, just strap in und we will get on our way You mean like right now? Come on, this podcast is already too long Good point, I'll strap in Good idea Summon to pilot. We're ready to take off, Mike. Begin launch sequence. Launch sequence? Don't start with me. Charging port. 7,000. It's a lot to charge. 9,000. Hope it's not over his limit. 11,000. 13,000. 14,000. 15,000. Interlock on. Interlock on. Check. Outer lock off. Quiet. Charging starboard. Does he ever pay cash? 9,000. 11, thousand. Thirteen. Thousand. Fifteen thousand. Interlock on. Ready to fire. Okay. Fire one. You're fired, buddy. Fire. fire two. And you two, clean out your desk. Ready to take off. Full boost.
7: Wow. That's a musical engine.
8: Here goes. All uh-oh, whoa, 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 whoa. We're, we're, we're going up. Yeah. We're, we're going straight up. Like I told you. I don't know if my stomach can take this. Oh, uh, then you're really not going to like what comes next. Why? What comes next? Yeah, you're right. I don't like And
7: so the blue shuttle roared off into space on a trip to Mars. What could be more exciting? more thrilling than traveling through space. Let us join the crew now after a
8: week of space-bound adventure. Uh, You played a black six and a black seven. You can't do I that. don't care. I don't care. Bored out of my head There's nothing to do But we are in space This is exciting This is thrilling This is... I heard the narrator And he's wrong This is boring I am bored out of my gourd You want to know how bored I am? Well You want to know how bored I am? Alright Hit it Where did these musicians come from? Oh, Lord, I am bored. I am bored out of my gourd. This kind of bored can't be ignored. On the boredom board, I have scored. I'm so bored, I'll fall on my sword. I'm so bored, I'm out of my gourd. If you were this bored, you'd be floored. Kill me now, I have implored. Bored. you're bored enough to write a song about being bored that's how bored i am well why didn't you say so there's a way that you can sleep through this whole thing i'm already schlepping through this whole thing and i don't slap sleep schlep sheep nine schlep nine sheep i'm telling you i can put you to sleep i can put you in cryo sleep i already cry myself to sleep with all the boredom i I can freeze you freeze me. Yeah, it'll be like being asleep. Time will go by like that. And when we get to Mars? I thaw you. You thaw me? Yeah. What did you see me do? Oh boy, I thaw you out. But I haven't left. It's dangerous to leave. Look, just trust me. I put you in cryo sleep on a nice, peaceful trip to Mars. For me? For me! Oh. Okay, how do you freeze me? I simply open up this cryo chamber like this. Won't you climb in and lay down. Yeah, yeah, like that. There we go. And I tell our pilot mm-hmm. to start the cryo chamber. Mike has to do that? Yeah, all the systems go through his uh, dashboard. So, let's close the chamber. Are you comfy in there? Yeah, yeah, everything's, um... I wonder if I should go to the bathroom before... Okay, Mike, start her up. Charging port. 7,000. Uh, does he have to uh, do this with everything, huh?
0: 11,000.
8: Maybe if we should subscribe to Netflix. Right? Uh Could you get me out of here, please? Lock on. Ready to fire. OK. Fire? fire what? what? Don't fire the- Fire, too! The rocket- Get out of here! I just thought of something. Maybe I should take off my clothes, and I'd be more comfortable. Ready to take off. What?
0: Full boost, man. I this
8: thing took off my clothes! I can't fall asleep like this. Here it goes. I don't just let me out of here because I'll never... I'll never... I can't face very far. i uh...
7: You've been listening to Bells in the Battery, episode 141. Mars Rescue, part one. Yes, Bell's back. Copyright 2016, John Bell Creative, LLC.
0: And that's this week's show. Make sure you tune in next week on the Sonic Society as we bring you more about great audio drama and, of course, more super news in the world of radio plays. You can find it all at sonicsociety.org. Lots of shows there on the links... There's lots of uh, articles on the Sonic Society blog page. Check it out. Also find us on Facebook through the Audio Drama, Radio Drama Lovers group, and of course the Sonic Society group, and even the EVP group if you get a chance to find it. Look for us on Twitter. Look for David on Twitter as well. Heck, you can even look for me at Twitter if you got a chance. We're all there in all the different <laughs> varieties of social media. Email us at sonicsociety at gmail.com. Until next week... I'm Jack Ward for David Alt. Good night.
7: The Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening.
0: This has been an Electric Vicuna production.
7: The Wall in the Mind Claire O'Hanlon lived in Berlin right before the fall of the Berlin Wall. Arrested in the protests against the communist East German government, Claire spent months in custody. She emerged to find the love of her life missing and her adoptive country dissolved. Now, a quarter of a century later, Claire has returned to search for her adolescent love, Emile, whom she hopes may still be alive.
4: Why did you come here, Claire? This isn't your country. We knew who the enemy was. Sure, your neighbor might have been an informer. The state might have told you what to think, what to believe. But deep down, even they knew the lie. And it was okay to know the lie. In fact, it was expected.
7: I'm looking for someone...
5: An old friend your father and I knew a long time ago.
4: We searched for him back in the day. No one had heard anything. Eventually we had to get on with our lives, just like you did.
3: His face,
8: his laugh, he, he grew in there in the dark. He stayed with me
3: all these years.
7: Wall in the mind.
4: Horror radio rises from the dead.
8: The voices on the Vincennes. Oh,
0: what have we done? What have we done? Oh my God! What kind of freakish monsters are those? It's the
7: aliens. They move around on some kind of spiky tentacles nasty-looking right. No, this ain't real! It ain't, it ain't real!
4: Campfire Radio Theatre.
2: He's just... Slaughtering them. Aye, right on this altar. Some pagan ritual of some sort. Now, we've not heard Marshall's sight. There may be an explanation to be had for all this. Well, that'd be a merry little tale, I should think. Hear the veer
4: at www.campfireradiotheater.com. Why aren't you answering
6: the friggin' phone? I need you to come home now! I'm in the closet. too
8: afraid to move. Just, there's something in the house. Monday Madness on the Mutual Audio Network always means a potpourri of entertainment, drama, comedy, action. Whew, it really stimulates the mind, don't it? Well, a great way to get your mind back into neutral gear is to catch Bells in the Battery on Friday Follies and Sunday Showcase. Silliness is the best cure for mental stimulation. Bells in the Battery. Always odd, always family friendly. If only I could convince my family to listen to it.